The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is Cowboys Storyline Monday after the Cowboys lose to Arizona. What was that? Don't know. Still trying to figure that out. Maybe I can get some help from you guys because I'm sure you are ready to chime in on the Cowboys' 28-16 loss to Arizona. Once again, they go to the desert and weird things happen because this was a weird one. It was a weird game all the way around. Uh, but the Cowboys just got outplayed. Simple as that. I mean, they they I, I think everyone kind of thought it was going to go a certain way, and it didn't. And you can say you can finger point to a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't convert in the red zone, and field goals will not win games uh, when you're giving up touchdowns. That's just simple. That's simple football right there, and and it, that's what happened with the Cowboys. So I want to hear from you guys, 888-855-2297, and I'm sure you're ready. We already got some people on the line. Let's 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 play let's play nice here today. Let, let's remember this. I understand a lot of people have some things to say. The more that we can kind of get the point, let's go, let's move on to other people. We, we'll try to get as many calls as we can. I, I, I understand there'll be some some ranting going on, and rightfully so, but let's try not to, to go too long. Let's try to get um, as many people on the line as we can. So that being said, let's just go right to it. Uh, Joe in Stanford. Joe, what's up, man? Hey, morning, brother. So, yeah, it, that pretty much sucks. I've got – uh, irrational and rational. So my irrational is the last two years I've watched three games in bars, Jacksonville at the end of the season, the playoff game against the 49ers, and then yesterday. Needless to say, I won't be in the bar anymore yeah. watching the Cowboys. Yeah, um, stay at home. Rational. Yeah, no doubt, because it, it was my fault. That's my irrational. Um, my rational, dude, you're right. I don't know what happened with this run defense. What in the world? It's like, was Trayvon Diggs making 30 tackles a game? Right. What in the world, man? You know? I know. I don't get it. I, I mean, as I wrote in my story, I get it. They're all, you know, the hip bones connected to the elbow bone, all that stuff. I get it. But, and, and, and certainly having Trayvon out there helps in other ways, but – the run defense, 222 yards. No, he's not making all those tackles. He's not. I mean, and and they they got a lot of misdirection. And I'll I'll say this. I I looked at it just from the press box view. From what I saw, that's it was kind of my initial thought. And then I watched a little bit of the game last night, and I think we're seeing the downside of playing linebackers that are converted safeties. Now, I'm not saying it's always going to be bad. But when you put a Marquise Bell at linebacker or even J. Ron Curse or Donovan Wilson, you know, people watch tape and they understand physics. And so go look at the touchdown by Rondale Moore. Just go watch that one if, if you if you could stomach it. It was perfectly schemed by Arizona to say, you want to put Marquise Bell at linebacker? Watch this. And they put the guard and they have Marquise Bell. And Leighton Vander Esch, one side, one side. The guard goes to the second level, completely knocks Marquise out of the way. Rondale Moore, touchdown, and and he's got Leighton chasing him. You got Leighton chasing the running back receiver type player, and you got Marquise Bell taking on the guard. Perfectly schemed, 
And that's that. That's what they're going to do. They'll circle up. And that wasn't the first time. J. Ron Curse on a touchdown run. Same thing as I'm watching NFL Network and Rondale Moore scores a touchdown right there. I mean, so you, you can put fast little guys and run around, and that'll help in some ways. But if it gets blocked by a guard, you're going to lose. And so I think we're seeing kind of the downside of that. I'm sure Dan Quinn will talk about that uh, later today in his press conference. All right, let's go to the callers. Jason from Delaware. What's up, Jason? Nick, how you doing, man? Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Hey, um, so so as I was just listening to what you're saying there about the defense, and as bad as they were, and as out coached as they looked, I got much more faith in Dan Quinn, Micah, and them boys figuring that side of the ball out. But what's concerning me right now through three games, uh, game number one, we didn't have to rely much on offense to do anything. You could say the same for game number two. Well, this was a game where, you know, Dak had to overcome a lot of adversity and as well as McCarthy with his play calling everything throughout the game to, to make something happen. And it just seemed like they just had no answers for anything that Arizona was doing as if it was the first time they'd ever seen, you know, teams play them like this. So I'm just worried about, McCarthy's play calling, game management. I thought we should have kicked the field goal when it was 21-13 to make it 21-16 because you got a lot of game left, and now a TD would have put you up. Um, I, and, and then Dak Sport, you know, interception in the end zone there. I mean, if you look, there's a picture floating around Twitter. He's got the clean pocket. You know, there's no rush. He had plenty of time. There's a fourth down left, too, so you could live to, to play that one more down, and he just throws in a triple coverage, man. So I'm worried yeah. about you know, the play calling, McCarthy's game management, and Dak's uh, decision-making. Yep. Thanks for the call, Jason. Um, you know, I, I you're not wrong with any of that. The uh, the red zone issues, you know, we the first – you know, last week it was like, all right, well, they weren't really trying to score a lot. They were being vanilla down there. Cool. Not this, not this time. And I thought the play calling – I thought they moved the ball pretty well. I mean, they had 400 and something yards, 422, I believe. They they moved the ball, you know, but when they got into the red zone, that was the issue. And this is not a new thing. Like, the the offensive line just doesn't have that push. And I say it all the time. And Derek Eagleton sits next to me in, in, in the press box, and he knows every time it's first and goal at the 10 or first and goal at the 9, it's trouble. It's trouble when you can't just run the football and push them back. Go back in the fourth quarter, third and fourth quarter, sorry. They had first in, first down or first and goal from the 11, from the 10, from the 9, from the 11. And they ran the ball all four times on first down. And they got two yards, three yards, two yards, and minus two yards. So your average, I don't know what that average is, is two maybe one you know uh, one and a half something like that but it it doesn't it doesn't help you i mean you you want to get like to the five you want to get four or five yards there because you're still now you're starting to get behind the chains and i think that's the problem i thought they did a decent job of moving it throughout but in the red zone that's where the problem is and you know you can put an asterisk if you want because of the offensive line and 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 you know who was there and who wasn't but um, you know, it's still you know, no one cares. Um, you know, they should, but no one cares about about the offensive line and and, and the injuries that you have. Um, but you know, the good thing is is that that probably won't be the case moving forward with with the injury situation. All right, let's go to Travis in San Antonio for the next caller. Travis. Hey Nick, how you doing? Hey, how are you, man? Uh, I'm still pretty good. I mean, I I still think the defense is going to be fine even coming out of this game. I think. 
<clears throat> if I'm being honest, I think I underestimated not so much missing digs, but missing. I think that I underestimated the team's uh, emotional uh, readiness for this game. Mm-hmm. I think that played a factor into it because I saw CD Lamb with the number seven eye black, and I just don't know if they were. It's almost like they didn't put that to bed, and I'm not saying like forget him, whatever. But I think there has to be a moment of like he's not going to be able to help us. Like right. he, he's he's not coming back. So like we have to move on. I don't think that happened necessarily during the week, which it's understandable. And then I know we got out coached, but I think part of that is like we got out coached in the red zone. I understand there were no rub routes. There was nothing easy down there, which I don't think helps. But I think the coaching staff may have operated from a standpoint of the first two games we relied on our defense and we kind of played a conservative game plan because as soon as I saw Tyron was out, I texted a buddy and said, here comes an even more conservative game plan because it's just that makes sense. You just rely on your defense, do the same thing you did the first two weeks, you should be fine. But it didn't work this time. You got behind. And so I think they may have to reassess offense and defense going forward. How do we want to attack this? Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, thanks, Travis, for the call. Uh, You're right. I mean, you can you can play that way when you're up. But, you know, two two touchdowns or whatever, like they were against the Giants and the Jets. And, and you know, of course, they were up by a lot more against the Giants. But, uh, you know, you, you can play a, a different style. Um, you know, does this is this a great offense for coming back and, and coming back in the game? And, you know, I, I think it, it is because I, it, at no point do I think that they really had to abandon what they were trying to do. I mean, they were down there with five minutes to go down by 12. And looking like it was going to be first and goal at the one, uh, I I have no answers for that or why it wasn't. Um, I, I just there's not there's nothing about that play that makes me understand why they picked up the flag. But whatever, if somebody wants to call about that and talk about it, we can. Um, I, I'll I'll get off that soapbox there. But um, I, I just I mean, and, and it was just it was a. The way the game was officiated all, all day, they had to kind of you have to to factor that in. I mean, you have to to play that way, you know, when, when you're when you're both sides of the ball. But yeah, I think I think if you're going to come back, you know, you're gonna you, you're gonna play that kind of offense. I I think it's it's not one that's going to take big shots down the field, but I still think that they didn't have to abandon what they were trying to do. But it's something to look at, you know, moving forward because this this team uh, certainly. Um, you know, we we saw that they they couldn't just rely on the defense. They didn't rely on the defense yesterday. They needed to in a game like that, and it didn't work out. Uh, let's go to the text line. We've got one from Ra- Ra- Raquel, uh, Raquel in uh, Walnut Creek, California. I love Dak, but he knows he should have never thrown that ball to Cooks. And know the linebacker didn't make a great play because he threw it into triple coverage. I have faith we'll bounce back next week. Yep, he knows that he shouldn't throw it into triple coverage. It was he was forcing it. I'm not sure why, but he he did, and um, that's that's it. That, that was a huge play in the game. Uh, all right, fourth caller we've got is David in Pinehurst. David, what's up? What is up, Nick? Uh, man, hey, let's go with the Bill Parcells quote. I'm not really in the excuse business. No excuses for this one, man. I mean, freaking pew pew pew. Jonathan Gannon's defense. Did he unlock some code that Vic Fangio did back in 2021? Remember that score was 30 to 16. We were riding high and Vic was like, yeah, I figured out how to beat the Cowboys. You know, last week I was early to anoint this defense as doomsday, but 
I got to pull that back, man. We have got to find a way to stop the run. But what's scary is I see this as a scheme thing. What's creeping up here defensively, you know, Gannon was able to do something with misdirection and scheme fits, and we can't get this red zone offense going. Uh, Last but not least, this is probably the worst quote. The media got what they wanted. Come on, Dak. You got to be better than that. If we win against New England and we take it to San Francisco, this game's in the books. That's all I got. Mm, thank you, David. Um, I, yeah, I was. I don't know about the no excuses. I mean, I don't. I don't know what excuses there are. I mean, I don't know what 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 that's in reference to. I was going to ask him that. What what the the excuses? I mean, who's who's throwing out excuses? I don't know. Uh, you know. Then again, I mean, a lot of times, I, a lot of callers come in and they, they they hear what they see on, you know, social media and stuff like that. So that, you know, that, like that's the narrative. And and I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the excuses are. I mean, they they had a lot of a lot of penalties, uh, and most of them were were legit you know um there were some you know the, the way the game was called was just it was didn't favor the cowboys the way that, that they play the way that their style is um the offensive line that's a thing i mean that's not an excuse that that's a thing that that is that's a problem you can't play with two guys that have never you know started a game before and then you know chume dogo on the left at the left side which we can get to here in a second but that's that's a that's a legitimate uh, difference in what you're trying to do so we can just stop that right now about anybody that thinks that that's that's oh you know there's no excuses that's a that's a problem okay you you that you have to factor that in they get down in the red zone they didn't move the ball and if you don't think it's a problem then you know what maybe those guys don't need to be on the team you know i mean maybe we just won't put zach martin back in or 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 tyler biotish I mean, I mean, let's remember what you're saying. I mean, like, there's a reason why these guys get paid the way they do, and and it's hard to have backups. I, I tweeted this out. They lost 19 Pro Bowlers from week two to week three. 19 combined Pro Bowls in one week. I mean, that's that is not an excuse. That's just that's just the reality of football. Is when you have Quality players that are making a lot of money, the backups is it, it, a huge drop off, and it is a big drop off when you lose three offensive linemen in one week. Okay, should they have lost the game because of that? I still think they could have won the game, and I think that they should have won the game. The defense didn't r- rally like we wanted them to, but let's not sit here and say that it's not a factor or it's not whatever. You can call it excuse, whatever. It's a factor, but they didn't overcome it, and that's what you have to do in this NFL: overcome it. The Dak quote. G- Listen to the entire press conference. If you can listen to the entire press conference, listen to the question. Don't just listen to the answer that gets put out on Twitter. Listen to the question. The question was, you guys were on top of the world. What happened? And Dak said, y'all put us on top of the world. We didn't do that. We know where we are and, and you know whatever he said about the media wants this. Just listen to the whole thing. I mean, don't. I wouldn't just take one quote and say you got to be better than that. Uh, the question could have been better uh, as well. All right, a couple of uh, let's go to the phone call here. Uh, Steve in uh, New York. Steve, what's up? Yeah, Nick, my quick my quick rant. Um, I know everyone you know getting on Dak with the, with the throw and yeah. the red zone with the linemen out. I get it, but bottom line, the Cowboys got run over. Okay, mm-hmm. James Conner, Joshua Dobbs, and Rondell Moore ran us over. Period. And, and listen. You can make excuses. This guy's out, but the Cowboys ran for 180 yards plus, and he only got sacked twice. I mean, this wasn't the Chaz Green game, right? 
I mean, right. it wasn't, you know, the, I thought the offensive line, all things considered, uh, they weren't terrible. They really weren't. They weren't terrible. They just didn't. They didn't weren't as good as you needed them to be in the red zone. But you're right. They 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 kind of they they hung in there. They did. And just real quick, I, I wanted your opinion. A, a caller hit on it earlier. What was your take on going forward on fourth down? I thought that was a horrible decision. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. Thanks, Steve, for for the call. You I got it. I didn't like it. Um, and I. Uh, Derek and I were kind of talking about it, you know, again, I'm referencing that in the press box. We didn't like it. Like when they're under center, like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And, um, and then after the incomplete pass, it was funny how a lot of people are like, that was terrible, you know, and throwing out analytics and all that. Um, but I, no, I, I didn't like it because the momentum of the game was continuing. I mean, just keep scoring, just keep scoring. And, um, you know, think about how different it is. If it's, you got three more points, if it's 28 to 19, and you're driving there late. You don't have to be as aggressive trying to throw it into triple coverage. You just kick the field goal, make it 28-22, and then you, you you kick off. So the three points would have been really important, uh, I think. And and you know if you would have stopped them back there and then they punt it, that's one thing. But you didn't. You didn't. They got a, a deep ball uh, from their own end zone and threw threw it out. So you know, uh, yeah. In, in hindsight, there it, it didn't look good, but I, I didn't like it at the time either. I thought you just kind of keep keep going, keep getting field goals there because they weren't proving that they could score there in the red zone. All right, um, let me go to another text question, um, text message. Why put Edoga at left tackle? This is Steve in Vermont. Why put Edoga at left tackle? He was so much better at guard. I can't understand why you'd put him in that position. I'm not excusing the way he played. He was put in that position by the coaches. He says Notre Dame loses on the last play. What an awful sports weekend. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Awful sports weekend for sure. Um, I, the only thing I could think of of why he was at left tackle is just for, because Tyler Smith had been, I mean, coming. You you could say okay, awesome Richards or him. I think that they just felt like he was better than awesome Richards. Um, why not Tyler Smith out there? Tyler Smith coming off a hamstring injury. I, I no one had told me this. I just feel like if he's coming off a hamstring injury, it's a little tougher to play left tackle than it would be left guard as far as the the mobility that you need there so i feel like that's where they they wanted to put him back there but if you're going to play Edoga at tackle in my opinion he's got to be at right you know he's got to be on the right side he's got to be at right tackle not left tackle and that's not good for terrence Steele, but he's got to be on, on the right side where Dak can see that you've got to see that i mean romo used to say it all the time about to his right tackle don't hold i can i'll i'll get you know i, I can make this guy miss but Dak's got to be able to see that. I don't think he's he's a the left tackle. I think he's a guard. Um, I think they got to figure that out. But you know, he 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 fought through it. I mean, he had some he had some some plays that weren't so great. But you know, he kept he kept battling there. Um, let's go to the call, David in Pennsylvania. Hey, how are you? Good man. How are you? Frustrated, I think, like most Cowboy fans right now. Yeah, I feel you, man. What's but, the most frustrating part? I say honestly it was not playing complimentary football you know we lose three offensive linemen going to this game we knew he had to know tyron's not going to play mm-hmm. and the defense just comes out completely flat from the start i mean i'm not going to put blame on micah micah's micah but watching him still it seemed that nobody wanted to contain the outside mm-hmm. you know you see dante fowler just coming up off the edge Nobody was trying to hold, and Micah was just kind of flying around, just looked like a wild child in a sense. But and there, there wasn't anything that our defense could do in that first half to stop him for some reason. But you look at the opposite side of the ball, 
I mean, I'm sorry, but CD, you got to go for that ball in the end zone. Yeah. You can't try to play for the penalty there. Like, Des Bryant would have gone up and caught that ball. He would have gone through that person. He's not Des, but he's got to have a little fire like him, I think. I agree. Yeah, Dave, I, I appreciate it. I, I, good call, too, because, um, yeah, the, these, you know, Micah Parsons is Micah, but there is, there's a flip side to everything. The guy quoted Parcells earlier. Here's another Parcells quote. There's two sides to that pancake, and there's always – that's the way it is. When you want to be an aggressive defense, that you want to just live off sacks, let's get to the quarterback, rush, rush, rush. Well, they can play against that as well, and that's – you know, that first – first play of the game or, or the first run was it Dobbs on the outside I mean it's it's Micah's mentality to go get the go get the quarterback all the time or go get the ball and and sometimes you can you can use their aggressiveness against them and I think that that, that happens at times and that there's I'm not saying that you can fault them for that but but you have to also be at the same time you have to be contained it's controlled chaos you can't just fly to the football all the time because that's going to you know get you exposed and I think that's what happened. Arizona did a nice job of playing against that right now. You got to give their coaching staff and their players credit for the way that they they said, "All right, two games on film. We've seen the way Dallas wants to play. The best way for us to to combat that is to play it like this." And it did work. It worked for them. Um, let's go to another text message. Uh, John from New York. It seemed to me the whole entire scheme of the offense is designed for Dak not to lose the game and avoid interceptions. Hard to win unless defense is lights out. Your thoughts? Defense. I mean, the defense doesn't have to be lights out. I mean, they weren't close to that. I mean, the, the, every light was on uh, in, in that game. I mean, like, so I don't know if the defense has to be lights out. It's just it's the defense has to be has to be better than that. Um, you know, I the offense the, you're trying not to turn the ball over. I mean, that's that's a that's a key thing. You don't want to turn the football over. You want to play it smart, kick field goals and all that. But but I think the defense could have played better than 28 points. I mean, they're averaging five points a game going into that, and they they give that up in the first quarter. So um, you know, it it wasn't complimentary football like one of the callers said uh, earlier. All right, let's go to Johnny on the phone line. Johnny in Ridgeville, South Carolina. Hey there, how you doing? Hi, Johnny. How are you? Blue pigs. <laughs> oh. It's a hard knock life being a hog fan and a cowboy fan this week. Isn't it? <sighs> that was a tough one. That was a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, I called you a couple weeks ago and I told you I was afraid the Cowboys was going to start smelling themselves just a little too much. Mm-hmm. And I think they walked in there yesterday thinking how good they smelled. And it showed on the field because it wasn't a matter of talent. It was a mentality that they didn't have. It was a mentality that I can just do this. And the fits were terrible. I mean, I know, you know, when I'm coaching my high school kids, I can get them on the sideline and I can read them the riot act. These are grown men. Right. And, you know, at what point did the coaches say, I can't get them back? Well, he, he never did. He never got them back. When you got them in third and long and they throw a, uh, a fade against your best corner when you really need to stop, you know, things aren't going well that day. Right. I, I don't think that means Dallas Dallas is a, is a bad team. And everybody who thinks this uh, is going to complain about Dak, you know what? Tell the wide receivers to get open. That, that makeshift offensive line gave him time, a lot of times. He couldn't find anybody open. 
Yeah, there's there's get, truth, truth to that. Get open. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. You know, they ran the ball efficiently, but guys don't get open. Defense, you know, they they played like a team that, you know, I get it. You lost your best, your best corner. I get that. But, you, get, you know, this is a profession. You got to, you know, cowboy yeah. up and go do your job, and they didn't do it. And they got what they they got what they deserve. Do they learn from it? Probably so. But this is what Dan Quinn coached this week, and this is what Mike McCarthy coached this week. You are what you are. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for the call, Johnny. Um, you are what you are. It's a lot of Parcellsisms going out this for this game. Um, man, where to where to start from that? Yeah, I mean the the defense. I mean Deron Bland replacing uh digs you know he, he did have his best game for sure and uh, that's that's gonna be a, a challenge moving forward because that that's the thing it the defense is more concerning to me than than the offense because digs isn't coming back this is it this is what you've got you've got to figure out how to play like this and they're going to be better than josh dobbs and james connor and rondale moore it's going to be better than that I mean, it just will. And so you've got to figure out how to combat that. Um, on offense, yeah, it, it, you know, get open and, and, and be better in the red zone. You know, I, again, I, at least you have something. At least you can say, well, they're going to they're, they're gonna be – they're going to have better offensive linemen than that. Uh, they're going to be able to run the ball better, hopefully, down in, in the red zone. Um, but but they've got to fix some things too, and I think it go you put some on the receivers too. They need to be more aggressive to go get the football. Um, text message from the two one zero number: the interference non call on Gallup wasn't that the same play it was called on Anthony Brown against the Raiders a year or two ago? I don't remember that. It's the same call that's called on every cornerback that doesn't turn his head and puts his face or his helmet right in a guy's chest before the ball. And it wasn't a non-call. It was a call. That's the thing that's frustrating to me about it because you're playing it one way all game. They're calling it. There's 13 flags in the game. They call one on Bland. They called it offensive interference on on uh, CD, which was a huge play in the game. So they're calling it this way all game long. And they called it there. That's the issue that I have is you th- the guy with the best eyes right there through the flag. And then they get together. Maybe they talk to New York. Not sure. And they go out and they just say it wasn't a it was a PI. It's third down. Like you got to explain that. I'm sorry. You have to get on there and explain what the, what the thing was. That was a terrible non call. Um, and you know, again, not throwing out the excuses. It's just be consistent. Just be consistent in how you're calling the game. And and let the guy. And also, if you're not if you don't need seven officials, then then don't don't use them. I mean, I mean, if you're not going to say, "Hey, you see the play, you're trained for this," throw it. And and I just didn't understand why that one got picked up uh, when they've called it that tight all game long. Uh, so that that one was a little bit. I mean, that was a lot. Um, 
I mean, I just that was shocking to me. I didn't understand that one. So they should be frustrated with that. All right, let's go, Jim. Jimmy in El Paso. Are you next, Jimmy in El Paso? What's up, Jimmy? Hey, Nick. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. You? Good. Good. Love your show, man. I've been following you for the longest time. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. No. Everybody's saying that you know that the Cowboys are, you know, they had a bad. They had a bad game. I get that. But there's still positives that came out of that. Number one was uh, Gallup. He had a he had a real good, solid game. I hope he continues the same. Uh, Rico, very, very good game as well. And if um, if Turpin would have uh, would have run that without a penalty, we would have probably been in a better situation. But uh, I think the next game, burn the tape and on with the next. Yeah. Well... I don't, you know what? Thanks for the call. I, I appreciate that. And I, and I hear that a lot, burn the tape. I don't want to burn it just yet. I want I want them to see what the Cardinals did to them. I mean, I, because they have to fix that. The Cardinals out-schemed them in a lot of ways, especially with that defense, the way the way the Cardinals ran the ball at them. And and so they're going to have to figure out, other teams are going to do that. We, we see it all the time. It's copycat league. Uh, somebody made the call about Denver a couple years ago, how they came in and, and, and did some things on defense to, to really slow down the Cowboys' offense, and it kind of changed throughout the year. So, uh, yeah, that was that was big. Um, Gallup, Gallup had a nice game. And, and it's kind of what we said last week is that it, it goes like that. They're going to play CD differently. Gallup's going to get a chance to step up, and he, he did. So that's good. Rico Dowdle showing that, that he's a really good number two running back. He's, he's, he does a nice job. Catching the ball out of the backfield, scored that touchdown. He runs hard, so you know I, I think I, I don't know if if they're really missing a whole lot there. You know, with not having that power back yet. Hunter Lipke got the carry, went nine yards. Um, they're giving him more and more. Turpin play was big. It was not included in my five plays article, um, mainly because they got down there. 90 seconds later, I think. I mean, they were down there. It looked like a big play, and then they went all the way back. But in a matter of three or four plates, they were back there even further and, and had a chance to, to go score. So it, as as much as it looked like it was a 65-yard penalty, but they they were right back in position to do that just a few seconds later without a lot of time taken off. So didn't affect them as much. It sure, it sure seemed like it did. But um, they were able to score anyways. Um, let's go to the phone lines again. Sebastian in Savannah, Georgia. Sebastian. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Ema. A quick shout-out to Will and Jazzy and Speed, making it work in the back every single day. These guys work hard. They Listen, definitely do. Thanks for, for saying that. I really enjoy the fact that we have a lot of level-headed callers today. You know, at the end of the day. Yeah. I think this is one of those situations where a team is better than their record. And I think they surprised us. Yeah. I don't know if they you want to say eating you know, proverbial cheese they like to throw out or filling themselves from the first two wins, but they came out flat. And I haven't seen that since a lot of times, like when we faced the uh, 49ers that first time around, we were kind of flat. I was surprised by the fact that coaching couldn't help out in this game at no level, special teams, defense, and office coordinator. It seemed like they had no answer. Yeah. Like they didn't, you know, as professionals, I expected them to watch the tape and have an answer for Josh Dobbs. But you saw this in the first two weeks. Uh, Washington has an amazing defense. They blazed Washington's defense for three quarters and then blew it. Sometimes you get hit in the mouth and you can't come back from it. Yep. Well, they you know, did. I, I want to see more from CD. I don't like how he got so emotional. You see him on the bench with his head hanging low. That's what takes you out of that top five for me. 
Yeah. If you have, there, you have to realize that some days just aren't going to be your day. Pump up everybody else on that sideline. Help your quarterback out. I saw very little separation. I saw very little effort, it seemed like, at times. And then all I want to see for the red zone, clean it up. Clean it up a little bit. It's very jumbled down there. Run the ball. Loosen it up. You don't have to have everybody flying into the end zone because you saw it so many times. Four or five people in the end zone, no one to go to. Yeah. All right, you guys have a great day. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. A lot of a lot of stuff there. You know, one thing that was a little disappointing is, and I saw this a lot at training camp, and I was really excited about it, and I haven't seen it as much is how much they spread out the the defenses, and they don't they don't seem to do that as much. Um, again, sometimes I feel like there's an ego that gets put out when the coaches they want to go big, like let's go jumbo, let's go three tight ends, two tight ends, whatever. Big on big, and you're not big enough to do it. That's one thing that just always drives me crazy when teams want to play big boy football and they don't have the biggest boys to do it. So when you get out physical at the line of scrimmage, like why are you surprised? I mean, like like so don't go that way. There's there's a there's a play that they they did an option pitch to CD. They have three receivers on the right right side. CD one of them. Cooks and Gallup, they're not going to win any like awards for blocking. I think Cooks did have a nice block on the touchdown from Daddle. The guy slipped, and then he kind of buried him into the ground. But on this play down by the goal line, they did a pitch out to, to CD. And it's so you put three receivers over there. The Cardinals have four defenders. So CD has the ball. So now it's four defenders on two guys. And you're, and you're he's supposed to make all these guys miss you know, on a short field. And... What do you expect to happen? I mean, like that doesn't make any any sense to me. So, I mean, spread spread it out a little bit more. Your tight ends don't have to be guys that are just going to maul people because that's not really their game. So that that was a little bit disappointing to me. It's just that they they it's so jumbled in there. Um, all right, William in Nebraska uh, is next on the phone line. Hey Nick, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay, man. I'm I'm up here in Nebraska. I'm sure uh, with a, a couple other, uh, you know, all five or six of us disappointed Cowboys fans. I bet, but, uh, I bet it's I more than to, that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to touch on a, a couple of things. Um, first was like running back usage. I and we talked about it a little bit in the red zone, but one of the things I think that we miss without Zeke around is we don't have that running back that's going to go and get five yards on, you know, first and 10 or first and goal. Yeah. Um, and so I don't understand why they're not using Lipke or Dowdle there. Dowdle had a great game. It felt like, and, and was, was making some guys miss and breaking tackles. But then you see Pollard in there and, and things go backward while he tries to, to kind of find the hole. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing was just, uh, defensively, um, I think Mike is an, an outstanding player, but he kind of seemed off yesterday. I mean, he got that sack, I think, in the third. But uh, And you touched on it already, really early in the game, he comes off the corner and had a free, you know, mm-hmm. free shot at Dobbs before he takes off for like 50 yards and right. he just let Dobbs go right next to him. So I'm not sure if if he just didn't come ready to play or if that was an assignment thing that was missed there or what, what have you. But I don't know that you... You know, we need him to be a game, break, you know, breaker. Uh, you know, that that level of superstar on the defense. Yeah. And when you're just letting QBs run right by you, you know, it's it's kind of hard to do that. But uh, yeah, thanks. yeah. Well, thanks for the call. I mean, it's tough to criticize 
your your best player. I mean, and because he he is. I mean, Micah is your best player. But you know, we saw it in times last year. We're seeing it. We saw it yesterday as well. I mean, teams are going to scheme against him and figure out what he's trying to do and use it against him. And that's kind of what it is. I mean, he is focused on getting the ball in the backfield. And there's going to be times when you can kind of sneak a guy around him. So that's he's going to have to do that, play better with his eyes a little bit. Uh, he's not perfect, and he wasn't perfect yesterday. Uh, but it, his, his rush, is, I mean, they, they also schemed against him. I mean, he, he had a lot of double teams that, that he was fighting through and still does a nice job of doing it. I mean, like, he, he gets there. Like, he, he was close yesterday. That's not good enough all the time. But he, he was there. I thought he played a pretty good game. Um, did get the sack and all that. But, again, you know, teams aren't just going to let you just, oh, well, he's he's great. We can't do anything about it because he's Micah. Like, they're going to say, well, let's let's do this. You know, let's see if we can kind of offset it that way. And, he, and they did. All right. Uh, phone line again. Al from Merkel, Texas. Al, what's up? Hey, man. What's going on? Not much. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I plan on starting my call today with uh, the well. The sun was shining, but actually, it's not shining in my area. Okay, <laughs> sun didn't come up, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, I just want to make two points. Uh, I think we have the best and the worst fans in the world because uh, when we were winning, I called and I could get in right away. Uh, I started calling before your show started. And I was finally be able to get in 30 minutes from now. So we just have a bunch of complainers, which that's okay. We lost. We got our butts kicked. Yeah, it's one game. And like uh, 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 Dak said, the media is the one that puts them on top and then puts them on the bottom. So that's that's, I mean, that's what the media does. I mean, that that's what you yeah. do. You build you build them up to break them down. I mean, that's what that's the way this thing works. Power uh-huh. of the press. I mean, it works. Want to they want to build you up so they can tear you down. That's it's okay. Yeah, but the fact, we'll, we'll be all right. Yeah. We'll be okay. We'll we'll figure it out, and we'll be there. We'll be yeah. there. It's all good. Yeah. But it's raining right now, but the sun's going to shine. Yeah. All right, Al, I appreciate it. I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, though. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, Mondays after the game, it's been like this. Where there's been a lot of calls. It, it was like this after 40 to nothing in the, in the Giants. It was like this last Monday. It's like this. So, and, and also, if you go back and just listen to the calls, you guys haven't been that way. You guys haven't. I mean, yeah, everyone's frustrated, and they should be, but but it's not to the point where it's it's that negative. I mean, we're they're they're it, you know they should be disappointed after a game like that. But I have been I mean, proud of the way that the, the calls have gone here so far. Um, Craig in El Paso, you're next. Hi, Nick. Enjoy the show very much. Uh, with your history, I was getting the impression of I remember Demarcus Ware when they first. Uh, went against RG3, and he would take that inside fake bite, and they, he, they would just run around him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, they steamed him right out of the play, didn't have to block him. Mm-hmm. Do you think our defensive guys are so intent on sacks, yes. quarterback pressures and hits, that they just charge up field and then boom, the guys, guys are going the other way, the quarterback doesn't even have the ball? Yeah, you probably can't see me, but I'm nodding my head. Yes, that is a thing. <laughs> yes, that is a huge thing. That's what's happening. You've got to play different than that. You can't worry about yeah. leading the NFL in sacks. Sacks will come if you if you just play 
play your sound defense. But they're never going to pass the ball if they just keep having to run for 222 yards. So, so yeah, you have to stop the run first. That's what is being said on Sunday mornings before the games. That's what's being said on Saturday before college games, Friday night, and in the JV games on thir- Wednesday and Thursday night. That's being said. Stop the run. Craig, still there? No. Nope. That's what ha- yep. that's what's happening to uh to uh uh our guys just charging upfield. It seems mm-hmm. like that's what's happening. Yeah. I, I agree. Okay. That, that's what that's that's what happened in that game. They got to fix that. You, you, it, it's run first, and then go get the quarterback. And so you, right. you, they, they have they're a little bit backwards there. They got to get back to that. It's just that's just All getting right. back to the basics. Well, thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Nick. Craig. Appreciate it. All right, let's go to Brian in Kansas City. Brian, what's up? Hey, Nick. Good morning. Morning. Hey, you know something that surprised me yesterday? Well, a lot of things the surprised score. me yesterday. But one of the things that surprised me was when when they realized uh, Tyron wasn't going to go, I was kind of surprised that they didn't kick Tyler Smith outside and put a Dogan bass inside. Did, did, did you think, what did you think when you saw that, that decision? I, I thought, and I've said this a little bit earlier in the show, I just think that it had something to do with Tyler Smith coming back from a hamstring injury. Probably easier for him to play more on the inside. That's where he's practiced. And and let's let's you know instead of putting him out there and, and really exposing him to having to to you know kick out a lot more, and that, that might not be great for a guy coming off of a hamstring injury. That's my only my only take there. Um, I think Edoga is better at at guard than he is at tackle, and I I think Tyler Smith can play pretty much either one uh, the same. So I was a little surprised. My only thought was just it had to be something with the injury. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Well. So my question is, is, you know, the, the red zone obviously is a little bit of a problem. Um, well, in your, go ahead. More than a little. I mean, it's, yeah. we're, we're, we're at a stage where it's a lot, it's a big problem right now. Yeah, no question. So in, you know, maybe just in your opinion, break down where you think the problem lies and how much of it, and this is just my opinion, how much of it is, Maybe McCarthy is going to take a few, you know, a little bit of time to get back in the flow of of being a, a down yeah. in and out play caller. And I'll hang up okay. and have a great one, man. Thanks, Brian. I think I think we we say this all the time. Um, and and Brian Broadus just says this. I'm pointing because he's probably right out here, ready to do the uh, Cowboys break here in a second. He says it all the time, and I agree with him that y- coaches have to know their football team. You have to know what you have. It's one thing to learn about another team, but you got to know your own team. And I still think we're figuring that out. Um, you know, there's preseason games are really irrelevant when it, when it comes to these guys. So. It's thir- three games in. You still haven't figured out. You still haven't got consistency on the offensive line. They're trying to figure out what they can do, what they can call. I think he wants to run the ball, run the ball, try to run it in in the red zone. That's not working right now. Um, next week, if the guys come back and, and they're at full strength, maybe that will work. Maybe you can kind of go play it that way. You know, I understand running it on first down because if you can get f- four to five yards, it probably means you're going to be on four down territory. So I understand doing that it's big on first down but it didn't work it didn't work so they're gonna have to figure out ways to pass the ball in the red zone and still be safe still you know still make sure that Dak is throwing it to the right team uh you know I mean obviously there was an interception there I mean I I don't I mean it was not a great look of course but I'm not I'm not faulting him for for that I mean it's late in the game you're trying to you got to make a play 
You know, you're not getting the pass interference calls. You're not getting that. Your receivers really aren't getting open. You have to go make a play. And so he, he was trying to do that. Uh, Fred in Virginia. Fred might be the last caller here. Fred, what's up? Oh, I won the lottery. Hey, <laughs> so one of the things that I I appreciate about the coaching staff is they see the big picture. Like, I don't mind that they left out, that they set out three linemen. To me, this is like, if it mattered, they would have played. But mm-hmm. it's week three. Right? It kind of matters, of course, because you only get 17. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that when we go into the playoffs with McCarthy, we generally go in healthy. And this is part of that, you know, they'll sacrifice for the present in order to gain for the future. And, and that's kind of what I saw yesterday. They hoped because Arizona was playing with injured defensive linemen that they had enough. Yeah. And they probably did have enough, but it just didn't execute the way. And the other thing is, this, let's be real, this is like week three of the preseason for the starters mm-hmm. because nobody played in the preseason. So they're still trying to figure out what they got, even though they're playing with games that count. That first quarter of the season, they're not, you know, they're still trying to figure it out. So, yeah. I don't have any qual. I mean, I, of course, it sucks. They lost. I don't even have any qualms with the approach. It sucks with the result, but it's all part of the formula, which so far has been. I mean, twelve wins in two seasons has been successful. So, I'm riding with McCarthy on this, yeah. and hopefully, we'll get it straight. Well, I, I appreciate the call, and 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 that's a you know that's a optimistic look. It sure, it certainly is. Um, just just remember this though, you can't you can't play it like that all the time. You want to give one. And, and and you want to say, well, we probably could have played, but we, you know we think we can beat Arizona. I think I think everyone kind of understands now that you you can get beat. I mean, if you're going to get beat by the Cardinals, uh, Josh Jobs and and those guys, you can get beat on the road. Then you can pretty much get beat by anyone. So know that going in. And so I, I yeah, you, you're right. If, if these guys aren't healthy to play, sit them out and, and you know next men up, not man. It's next men up. See if you can go win win the game. And they couldn't. Um, so I I think that. You know, you can have that mentality every once in a while. You can't have it a lot because you're going to lose games. I mean, as simple as that. Let's go. Last phone call here is Maurice in Tacoma, Washington. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, man, just a few things. My my first one is I think that people need to pay more attention to the Achilles heel of our defense and the way quarterbacks are getting plenty of yards on us. That's something that's hurt us pretty bad and might have set the tone for the game. Mm-hmm. And then second, people had a lot say about our offensive line and how Dak should have still been able to be successful. But you think about it, the trust wasn't there. And that clock was really ticking mm-hmm. on Dak, especially in that red zone. And then last, Vaughn, you know, if we're not going to play Vaughn, we're going to suit him up, then why don't we go get us a bruiser like Fournette and use him in some of those red zone short yardage plays because we're just wasting a jersey at that point. Appreciate it, Nick. I appreciate it. Um, You're right. Quarterback runs is a problem. I mean, it's three games now, uh, and and three guys that you know that that are that are mobile, but these aren't considered the three you know three or four top runners uh, in the league. So yeah, that's a that's a problem. I mean, and and it goes back to the aggressive style the Cowboys play there. Um, All right, uh, another thing: offensive line trust. Yeah, I think I think the the. Sure. I mean, what, you're not going to trust them the same. Uh, and they didn't give you reason to, really. Um, you know, it, it, they, they played well from like 20 to 20, but it, you know, inside inside the 20, it, it, was, it was tough. And I think Dak felt that. As for Deuce, 
it, it said he played. I don't remember him playing. He might have played on special teams. I didn't really see him out there. Um, yeah, I mean, that that won't continue to happen. They won't continue to have him if he's not going to be a factor there. I mean, I, I don't. I, I never saw a play where I'm like, oh, man, Deuce should have been out there. So right now it's kind of hard to find a, a role for him. Uh, I think Rico is doing a, a really good job. Hunter Lipke is doing a, a nice job as well. It's hard to get a fourth running back in there. So uh, I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough, I think, to get him some snaps. Um, but, you know, they, they figured out some ways to do it in the past. Maybe they, they will uh, in this game as well. Or, or, or in the next few games coming up. Great job. 15 calls. That's a lot. You guys were, were really good. Um, it, you know, it's tough. It's a tough Monday. I understand that. But, uh, you know, I think I think the, the vision of moving forward here, it's going to be fun. Like like we've said last week, let's let's not look at the teams down the road. Let's look at white, you know, right in front of this team uh, because anybody can beat them. And uh, I think we, we found that out. And so it's going to be it's going to be a fun season. It's going to be a long season, though. Uh, and it'll be it'll be great to, to keep talking about it. We'll be back tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. Make sure and stay with us right here, because here in a few minutes, Cowboys break will be coming up. They'll break this whole thing down as well. For Chris Beam in the back, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.